You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the flabbergasted Rich Wisniewski. My god, Dave, how did you capture my mood at this moment? <laughs> I am flabbergasted with Woodruff Reserve. Woodruff Reserve? <laughs> Today's going to be a great conversation, I can already tell. Oh, um, yeah. Just don't talk about Pathos Rothenberger. <laughs> right, yeah, that is persona non grata. He shall who he shall, who shall not be named yes. ever for the rest of time in this I podcast. Will drop some rants. <laughs> of jo- joining us today is a longtime listener and a great uh, buddy of ours now in the community and all that kind of stuff. Brent, dude, welcome to the show. Shelfies rejoice. Yes, Look the shelfies. You penned the name of the community. If you're a fan of the show. You may not know this yet, but you are a shelfie. That's right. I am. And we I all are. It. I love it. Yeah, we still need to do the shelfie t-shirt. That's our next thing. Oh, and we have t-shirts now. We have like merch and stuff. This is the first episode we've recorded since we dropped merch. I'm Link so Link in description below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the website and all that kind of stuff. It's it's everywhere. You can't That's what, that's what my boy, the Logan, says. He's always like, Link in description below. Mm, Buy the mm-hmm. merch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your home dog, your yes. BFF. Yeah, well, he's the one that, that tutored me on this, on how to find that. And by the way, Brent, I think you're from the great state of California. Do you by chance know the Logans? I do. I mean, we we hang out every once in a while, a little stand-up <laughs> when, paddleboard. Whenever, whenever you um, can give them your time. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little go-karting, mini-golf championships, you know. Yeah. We, yeah. we do it all. Yeah. Brent is a renaissance man, is all I can say. Yeah, yeah, doing it all. Well, actually, to get into that a little bit, Brent, what kind of uh, what kind of gamer are you, just for the folks at home that don't know you yet? I started probably with video games, and, you know, I also played... Okay, hold on, I, hold on. First video game you've ever... You remember really playing. Oh, yeah. Math Blaster. <laughs> First video game? Probably yeah, Asteroids. Really oh, yes. no smoke, yes, way really? So video games, and then that progressed to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. No, I, I actually never played D anD. d nice, nice. Oh my god, that's so cool. That's so cool to me. But you played a lot of board games. I yeah, I, I was I got the flu this year, this last year, twenty eighteen, and so I was at home for like five days. I watched a whole lot of tabletop with Willie Wheaton, and that really oh, piqued, yeah. piqued my interest. Oh man. I- I'm so sad that that show is done. I know. It was so much fun, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah. It was. It's it's a lot of fun. It also gives you a good idea on what games are out there, what to play, how to get started basically. You know, is that is there a vacuum? Is there a vacuum? Should we should we contact Will Wheaton and start <laughs> up? Dude, so I think I think that that whole thing like kind of blew up when I don't know. There's some sort of like paywall thing, and he was all super mad about being behind a paywall. Ooh. I don't know. I think there's some bad blood there. I think that he he had to kind of walk away from it. Uh, yeah. So did Felicia Day. The, the, like, uh, they basically I think sold the company or yeah, got bought yeah, out. That's and... Super sad. Super sad. Yeah. I'm kind of like Will though. I'm kind of open source. Right. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? We could fill that gap. We could do our own. You know, HSG low bar. 
tabletop. Maybe we know? should do something every Friday on Twitch. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, I maybe. think we, we should move it to weekends. Okay. Because uh, Friday nights Sundays? is tough. Yeah, okay, Sundays would be good. Sundays. Um, Brent, now talk to us about what is your favorite board game. My favorite board game. That's kind of hard. That's like choosing your, your favorite child, which That's I don't have any of. <laughs> Trust me, when you have kids, it's not hard. <laughs> my god uh rich's children he doesn't mean it you're both loved equally no they don't listen to the daddy podcast cares. They fucking hate me. daddy cares so yeah it's like i talk about the podcast and they like totally dip out they like get out they, of the conversation they glaze over yeah. millennials uh brent what is our real topic today our our real topic is Kublacon 2019. Yeah. Kublacon. It takes place in San Francisco uh, near the airport at the Hyatt Regency. It basically becomes a little gaming city for about mm, 3,800 people. Oh, wow. You know, I kind of like that airport thing, too. BGGCon is moving away from the airport, I think, not this year, but next year. Um, oh, yeah. But it's really nice at the airport because people can be there and fly in. And an airport's its own little ecosystem of life. I don't know how the one is that where this is, but it works out really well. Kublacom was founded in 2001 as a culmination of Manifest by Jeff G. Kalisa and GameCon by Mike Eckert, who runs Kublacom now. Both smaller conventions in the Bay Area attracted different types of gamers also combining and rebranding the integral of success of Kublacon today. Over the last 19 years, Kublacon's attendance has grown from our first year from 1,100 to now over 3,800 unique attendees. Jepshi has decided to retire as executive producer in 2018. There is a game library of over 750 games for all the attendees to play. There's two days of flea markets, one on Friday night, one on Monday morning, and a wide selection of games of miniatures, crafts, tabletop games, LARPs. There's a young player room. There's a teen room. So it's very family-friendly. It takes place every... Memorial Day weekend, starting on Thursday and ending Monday. Have they always been in the Bay Area? Yes, they've always been in the Bay Area. That's really cool. And I believe they have the lockdown on the hotel for the next couple of years. Yep. Yeah. That's normally how they do it, right? Like cons will, they'll sign a contract with a hotel. And after a certain amount of time, they have to decide, are we too big for this hotel? Do we need to move on? Has this hotel been a good host to us? Because uh, hotels want their money, right? I mean, right. hotels want the cons to stay there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a question of, is this hotel the right fit? So, I mean, in your view, just by being there, did it feel like the hotel was a good fit for the con, like as it is right now? I mean, it's a great fit, but this con is growing. And who knows sure. what facility is going to be able to house this many, many people. And, yeah, it may not be there forever, but it right. sounds like it's good for right now as it is. I mean, in the Bay Area, we have plenty of convention halls and stuff. This one is really nice because it's so inclusive, you know? Yeah. You have everything right there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, to have so many amenities right there makes it very easy to attend the con. You don't, you're not like in a food desert 
Um, you know, you can actually like get your sustenance and all that kind of stuff. That's that's really good. Yeah, you can also get stuff delivered to the hotel if if need be. You know, you want a mm. pizza or something mm-hmm. or Grubhub. Sure, sure, sure. Postmates, whatever. Yeah, yeah. These days, food delivery is like really easy, which is nice. So so much so much better than it used to be. I know it's it's amazing how things have changed in like five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you stay at the hotel or did you drive in? Because it's kind of a local-ish cunt for you, right? I drove in being at my first convention as well. <gasps> yeah. Are you kidding? Is this your, yeah. is this like your inaugural convention was KublaCon? KublaCon popped my cherry. You That's know, awesome. I like how he took it there and I didn't. Yes. So, I okay. Mean, okay. So first con experience, 3,000 people. That's a big what's, one. Yeah. I, what's your first impression of that? Like when you first walked in the door... And you really like saw it with your own eyes for the first time, kind of first impressions. Um, I just I I actually got there at least an hour or two before registration on Thursday. And I, I walked around the hotel and checked it out because I didn't know what I was getting into. Nice. I like your style. The, the You, Rich, and I have the same sense of, all right, I've never been to a place before. I'm going to show up early. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a not show up late. I'm going to show up early, get a lay of the land. So you were really there before the, before, you know, all 3000 people were, were in attendance. Yeah. There was another conference or convention going on about something else. Urinary tract infections. Sure. <laughs> it's always something else. It's always something weird. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always how it is. So you showed up a little early. There's food there at the, at the show, which is important. Like we always talk about. Whenever you go to a show, like where are your basics, right? Ooh. Where are you staying? Yeah. Right. The hotel. You had the option of driving in, driving. which is great. And obviously there's adequate bathrooms because they have to have those things. But then oh, yeah. like food. So was there like one restaurant? Was there a food court? Was there other food nearby? How was that whole situation for you? There's a restaurant and like 10, 20 feet from the restaurant entrance. They have a, a quick food stop area and they also have a snack area it's like right next to the bar gotcha. so if you want to pick something up you you can they have a signature curry at the con oh because a genghis con they kind of went with this kind of or is is kubla khan his own guy or is is this based off genghis khan kubla khan is his own person that yeah. is his own person in history if i yeah. wikipedia kubla khan it's going to be someone how have you not already done this rich how have you not already because i show prep like 10 minutes before the episode <laughs> and i was all focused on freaking the peanuts but anyways did you did you bring any snacks did you follow any of the gen con survival series oh did yeah you yeah have a flat pack water oh, yeah. bottle did you have <laughs> Protein bars? Did you have two pairs of you, shoes and multiple you, socks? You didn't realize that coming onto the show meant that Rich was going to grill the crap out of you. And did you listen to him on all of his advice for a completely separate con? <laughs> yeah, actually, I did. I went to yes. Costco the day the day uh, earlier. I grabbed some snacks, grabbed a giant flat of bottled water, threw that all in, yes. my, in my car. Also went to Trader Joe's, got some like dehydrated broccoli and oh yeah, yeah, all the dried stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. freeze dried chips, and, yeah, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All like good foods, you know, good nutrition, <laughs> keeping yeah. yourself fit. almonds <laughs> and like smoked almonds and oh yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Did you pre-register for your events? Yes. Were you allowed to register for a bunch of events, or were you only allowed to register for like 
four, and then they open up all of them later. Registration works for gaming, works as a lottery system. So oh. you'll uh, choose what games you want to play in a specific time block. Either you're going to get them or you're not. By the way, that sounds like early Gen Con, Dave. Oh. Early Gen Con, people used to send in what they wanted to do, and then they oh. would find out what they got. I mean, they also have pins that you can buy. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, that's Very cool. cool. And if you win a game, you get a pin. Ooh, I like that. You see, whenever I have a game, I always like to have a little takeaway. So I'll have the team that played with me vote on best player. And I usually have some kind of gift, whether that is a pencil from another con or whether it's a munchkin thing or whether it's a dice thing. I always like to have a little a hot dog that's in my pocket. Here, I've had (laughs) this hot dog in my pocket. Pocket Take it with you. Yeah. It's all wrapped in plastic, like yeah. a like a like a Saran quick trip wrap. hot dog. Yeah. yeah, it's like don't worry, you won't get heartburn or gas. It'll be great. Um, but yes, I always like to have a little takeaway. So that's awesome. They actually sponsor it that way because I tell you guys, when I first started going to Origins, that was the thing. After every event you voted, people got stuff. They got like wow. a little takeaway. It was yeah, always nice. fun too. That's awesome. It's so cool that Kublacon has that. Yeah. Um. And the pins change from year to year. Oh, dude, that's that's impressive that they are making new designs, paying for those t- die cast, making the pins. I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, that's that's rare, guys. If if you're if you ever go to a con and they don't have pins, there's reasons for that. Pins are expensive. Oh yeah. And if you know if Kublacon is t- tossing out pins, like that is so cool. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. And but but I bought a I bought a pin. Uh, as well with my registration. Um, so the pins have different colors on them and that they represent uh, different things at the con. So a a dealer is going to have a different con than a volunteer oh, versus a, that's uh, cool. a winner or a winner of a game. So, yeah, that's really cool. So like you kind of, you kind of rep your experience at the con or your role in the con by all the pins that you end up yeah. with. And and by the way, I need to go back to what did you play the first day? The first day I played uh, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition by. Oh, Flight. my Lord, Jesus. Are you, you kidding me? And you started that at six in the afternoon. Six, you ended yeah, at six. like six in the morning. No, I, I only played <laughs> till about nine. Okay. Oh, how did you only play three hours? I mean, it takes like two hours to set the table up. I'm sure they already set the table, yeah, right? The when table. you showed up, the thing was okay. Yeah, the table <laughs> was set up. The The GM went over the rules. Um, that, that game is a headache and a half if you're playing the first <laughs> time. <laughs> Holy smokes, what an yeah. ambitious game to run at a con that's yeah. not like, hey, we're doing Origins for 10 hours. We're going to do Twilight Imperium. You guys are professional <laughs> gamers. Show up. So that is a hell of a game to bite off on. Well, So in three hours, did you guys finish the game? No, no, we oh, didn't finish yeah. the game. I, you know, you never know two if turns. a GM is like whipping people and like getting it done. You know? Did you get two turns in or did you get how far did you get? We, we got a few turns in. What's your take on it? You said it was a headache and half as a new player, but like reflecting back on it how how was the Um, game i didn't fully understand it but i gave it a second chance i mean it's definitely a game that's going to take you several times to fully understand all the actions going on in the gameplay so but that was really your first day is get registered go play twilight and after 
Yeah, at the end of that, brain is cooked. Let's roll home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Friday was Friday basically a free day because it sounded like you didn't get an event for Friday. Yeah, I I didn't have any events, but did you hit up the? Do they have a dealer's hall or they they do? I don't think it opened to like like five that day though. Did you go to the how how to manage a jerk during your podcast panel? I did. I actually went to that one. Yeah, it's only about because... three minutes, and you tell him to shut the fuck up. Isn't it funny? Because that's exactly what Dave does. Edit, edit that out. Edit. No, I'm keeping that part in. No, Rich, I, I called edit. That means during editing, you have to pull that part. Rich, shut the fuck up. We're keeping it. See, I'm listening. I've learned from Brent's. Brent went to the panel. He has now instructed me, and I now know how to handle this. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to HSG, Brent. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a crazy train ride. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Train wreck. And then I, after that, I went down to the Grand Foyer, which is where the main ballroom is. And I, uh, I played Processing, just a random game from Fight in a Box games, but with Hmm. the designer, Sepiun. He ran the game. I think we were playing like six players. And you're basically this alien overlords have taken control of Earth and they're sorting if people need to be probed, need to be (laughs) need to be turned into meat or set free. Yes. People are soiled green. Oh, this is so dark. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it sounds dark, but it's a lot of fun. So you're Good. trying to you're trying to match. You, you get these little tokens representing science, meat, and freedom. You 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 vote. Everyone votes on to see where where oh. these. So if someone's going to be free, someone's going to be turned into meat or probed. Yeah. That's interesting. I think we all know how I would vote every right, right. Okay, so uh, what else did you get up to on uh, Friday? At that point, the dealer hall had opened up. It's basically in the same room, but they have dividers that will. Oh, the little like a uh, crowd control thing, so you can't just walk straight into it. You have to go through a little, um, little gateway it's, or whatever. It's like a floor to ceiling divider. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we're that, room separator yeah. that s- separates the the ballroom. So they can turn the ballroom into various dimensions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they also in that room they had the the proto spiel area. Oh, nice. Yeah, proto alley and games and dealer hall. Sounds like that's all mm-hmm. good. Yeah, dude, what'd you buy, bro? What'd you spend the money on? I just kind of wandered around and then I came upon the Foxtrot games from Dallas, Texas. They had a demonstration of Lantern Stice. It's a roll and write game. Yeah, I've played Lanterns. I have not yet seen Lanterns Dice. I've only played Lanterns too. I did not know they had a Lanterns Dice. Yeah, so if if you're on the go, this is a good little game you could uh, play with your friends. Very nice. So I played the demo with the owner, producer, and lead developer of Foxtrot, Randy Hoyt. What's up, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that you got to sit down with the designer. Dude, that's exactly where I was wanting like, to go, that Dave. so neat. I love when I get to play a game and the guy's like, yeah, I kind of made that. And yeah. it's like, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. Because you're really getting their interpretation of how to play. Whereas some games you're playing with someone playing the game, hosting the game, mm-hmm. and you have their interpretation. 
it's really neat to see the person that's the you know lead developer producer for a game be able to kind of explain their thought process dude that that's kind of cool that's celebrity yeah. stuff yeah and then you know there's a dice booth i i went over and got a bunch of dice <laughs> Oh yeah, always the dice booth, always the dice booth. What I love about the dice booth at cons is they will have all their sets, but they'll have individual dice of those sets. Mm. Because it's what happens, you have your favorite set, you use them all the time, and you lose one. Mm. And you're like, oh, well now this set is ruined. Uh, uh, uh. You go to the con, they've got a little individual stack of the marbled whatever thing you love, Mm. and sitting right there, you can get your D4 back, or whatever it is that you lost. Mm -hmm. Um and I love going to the dice booth at gaming cons. Yeah, I got a bunch of dice because I'm also going to make a, a bunch of sets for some other Roland Wright games that I have. Nice. So Saturday, I, I got there around the same time. I did have a shovel game, which was Vindication by Orange Nebula. You begin as a wretched scumbag and try to progress to a vindicated human who can control... Regions, gain equipment, followers, and defeat monsters. It's a hero game, so there's no elimination, and there's a a points tracker. And you know what I like about this game? It hits our price range of $100. <laughs> we do <laughs> send a like that. It is not a game you can just pick up for 30 bucks. you got to go all in on this shit. Yeah, yeah. You, and, and playing it once before you buy is probably a nice thing to do. And the yourself. reason I did play this game is because I backed it like early in oh. earlier in January on Kickstarter. Nice. And there's nice. a lot of expansions included with the base game and they came out with a second expansion and that's when I backed it. It's a lot of fun. Things can get tense and people think other people are winning and you can come out of nowhere and I still like that. And still be in scumbag and win the game, which happened. I love it. I like a game where the 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 winner is not necessarily obvious to everybody. That's right. Every everyone was thinking I was going to win because I had this wonderful combination where I I was pretty much the first vindicated person because you have these cubes where you basically use influence to gain knowledge and fight monsters and things and artifacts that will help you in the game. The guy who won, he, all he had to do was fight monsters. <laughs> oh. Oh, and he just kept racking up the points he on the monster ra- fight. He kept racking up monster fight points. Yeah, dude. It's a... Uh, he must it's, listen it's, to the podcast strategies. It's uh, it's it's honest work. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You just sit there and work the grind, and sometimes that, that linear progression yeah. is all you need. You got to look for how the points come about. And yeah. when you figure out the method for points, you got to manipulate it. I'm pretty sure it was everyone's first game, so. Oh, that's even better. That's really nice. That's really good. Because it's a newer game, and it hasn't been out there that long. After lunch, I ran down to the teen room that had a cyberpunk game going on. What? What? Yeah, so teens have priority in the teen room. Sure. But I was the first one to sign up for the entire game. I went back out to the Grand Foyer and played uh, Flamme Rouge. With the designer Angzer Granrud. Hold on, you gotta spell that one. Flam what? Flambe? What was Flam Flam Rouge? It's a it's about a bicycle race. Yeah. Flam Rouge. No yeah, wonder they, they David this... went yeah because he loves to ride bikes. Yes, they had this at Gen Con like one or two years ago. Oh, mm-hmm. Flam Rouge. And so I yeah. played with the designer. 
which so oh, cool. uh, Flamme Rouge is Red Lantern and Red Lantern is the last cyclist at the race is the caboose. And at the end of a long train at the caboose, there's a little Red Lantern that gets hung. Oh, so that's where the whole Flamme Rouge comes from, is that the last rider in the race, he's bringing up the caboose. He's hanging out the Red Lantern. And once he crosses the line, we all go home. Dude, I love the <laughs> minis too. They're like oh yeah, guys they look on great. Bikes rolling, it looks great. I want to paint them all. I'm telling you, I really do. Uh, he did. He he had everything painted. Oh, of course and, he did. Yeah, yeah. he tricked yeah. that set out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, you go to a con, you play with people's passion, and of course, this is the the game developer or something was there, right? Like yeah, the like, des- uh, the game designer was there. Name on the box, yeah. oh. everything. Oh, so good, so good. See, again, folks, go to these games, go to these cons, bring your games, get them signed. You know, like the game maker's there. Mm-hmm. Like, just just go up and enjoy that conversation. Oh, so cool, man. I'm glad that you had so many developers at KubuCon oh, for yeah. a 3,000-person event. That's really neat. You got a lot of access to a lot of game designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of game designers there. Just willing to play with anybody. That's so neat. That is so neat. I think that's one of the coolest things about this con is that there's so many different developers there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all at Gen Con, but the odds of you sitting down with one of them to play mm-hmm. a game, super, super low, super low. And at BGG Con, it's only an indie alley. When you run up yeah. to the indie place, you're playing with people that are you're promoting their event, just like uh, Zootopia. Right. Uh, played with the designer and uh, talked about the math behind the whole scenario. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's really the only time you get access is when they're, when they're really pimping it. Well, for long Rouge, he's done pimping that ride. It's been around, I mean, for a while. I swear every time you say it, you get worse at saying it. <laughs> like, like you're backsliding. You need to be and, front sliding, my friend. So with Flamme Rouge, we played with, I think, 12 players. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, it was a big game. Oh what? yeah, yeah, so, it's a big game. No, so if you buy the original game, you're only gonna get, I think, I think four, four? players, maybe yeah, at yeah, the yeah. most. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, you're gonna have to put together a couple boxes. <laughs> yeah, but I like that it's possible. I like that it's yeah. possible. But you can, you can also play um, as individuals, or you can play as teams, and each. Uh, you have a sprinter and a ruler, and they each each one has different strengths. So, dude, 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 the real question, the real, the real effing question: Can you dope? <laughs> is there a doping card? There is no doping in the game, but you could dope outside oh. of real life. Yeah, well, you can. You, you can go take your mental, uh, your your brain pills, and then go in and play. <laughs> Give yourself a mental advantage. Dude, that's not what I'm talking about. Four twenty, what up? Oh, well, that's not that's not that's not how they dope in cycling. Oh, do, I thought that's how they doped in cycling. No, in in cycling they do blood doping. Oh, they don't smoke a big joint before they ride. That would I thought be that was a capital crime in Texas. It is. <laughs> that's why I have to come to California and Nevada. <laughs> yeah, blood doping is much easier. You just hang out in the mountains, and then you use your your blood drawn. And it, when you're up in the altitude, you have all a, a really high red blood count. Okay, so Sherpas. From Mount, from oh, the mountain, their, their blood count is amazing. They should be doping all the time. They should their, be their selling blood count that is amazing. Blood. Well, no, 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 no. They'd no, actually no. be better you, you at donating blood. You don't, you don't, you don't use somebody else's blood when you blood dope. 
Oh. It's your own blood that you draw at high altitude. Oh. And then when you are at the race and you're about to hit the mountains for the first time, then you put your own blood back in your body. So you have way more red red blood cells for that first day in the mountains. Wow. So you don't crash out. That's blood doping, man. That is nuts, bro. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no drugs. There's no drugs. It's the same reason people sleep in hyperbolic chambers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My next game that I played was with Seppi. He was in the dealer room. We played a a demo of his new game coming out called The Hedgehog Hop. You you lay tiles or cards in whatever's going to be the final edition, and you have to move hedgehogs in certain directions they have style color and types oh, whoa, so. whoa, whoa. are we talking about sonic with like his really bad teeth hedgehog or are we talking hedgehog like mathematical cute little hedgehogs cute little cartoon hedgehogs who like to dance in hip-hop and rock and country and wow yeah, yeah. and so I, I played that with a random congoer and then uh Hopped over to the Calliope Games tables where uh, the designer Ken Franklin demoed Hive Mind by Richard Garfield. It's a trivia game. It's a fairly light game, party game type deal. And then we played his game, The Mansky Caper, where you you're a band of thieves and you're trying to steal uh, cash and jewels from these 3D safes. That come in the game. Your cash and your jewelry is what I expect. There's nobody, the Beastie Boys. There was a little Beastie Boy right oh, there. Dude. Did sorry, man. Get no, that? I missed it. I missed it. Okay, sorry. But Ken Franklin made the Mansky Caper, right? Yes. Man, gosh, you you played with so many developers. That is so cool, dude. Yeah. Like you're just dropping, all right, I play with this developer on this game, then I play with this developer on this other game. And then this developer showed me somebody else's game and then played his own game with me. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah, well, he he was demoing for the company. Right, right. They're also known for Tesoro, the dragon game. Are we seeing a lot of companies based out of California and that's why it's easy for them to group around something like Kublicon? Is that what I'm smelling? Well, or is there's it the Texas the company. They... I believe Calliope's from uh, the Washington state. Okay. Yeah. This con just seems to gravitate towards the come play your games with the people. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So Sunday got, got to the Grand Peninsula foyer again, the open gaming area. And I set up wingspan when I got home Saturday night. I got a little surprise with my player markers from Meeple Source. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had everything to trick this game out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There was a couple sitting across the way at a table. He saw I was setting, gonna set it up, and it is, the guy's name is Tom Jelly, Jolly, the designer of Wizwar, the Manhattan Project, Energy Empire, and Battle of Rokugan are are just yeah. a few few to name games the yeah. name of his credit i asked if he could watch my things because i had to run downstairs because i was putting up flyers for oh, my please face- tell me he stole them all please for- tell me he stole them all <laughs> for my facebook group fans of kublacon yes oh no way you have a fans of kublacon facebook group yes, yes. i'm going there right now that is so good yeah we will link to that in the show notes as well fans of kublacon facebook group which was brought on by you guys when I listened to 
the fans of Gen Con group. Yeah. And I recently got the blessing by Mike Eckert, the main producer of Kublacon. Um, I met him at a, a backer kit backer kit event down in San Francisco. He's really happy. He's glad somebody had started the uh, process. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice that it's unofficial. Uh, yeah. That That is really good for the fans because it allows the fans to kind of discuss things a little bit more openly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it absolves him from having to monitor what people say. Exactly. And have to do that. That is now your job. So <laughs> you've you've done him a great service. Oh, just wait till you see all the memes you have to like not approve that I send in. <laughs> Um, you know, you should you could reach out to Alec, who runs the fans of Gen Con, because mm-hmm. he has his whole like the way they started becoming super successful and all that kind of stuff. He touched on a little bit with our show, but I bet, you know, he would love to chat with you about your group, let you bounce some ideas off of him and give some insights and all that kind of stuff. That would probably be something he'd be really into. I, so it was a couple of days after the con. Kubla Khan had put up something on their Facebook group. And I was the first one to post something about the fans of Kublacon. And then my entire phone started blowing up with notifications. This person no, wants yes. to join. Ding, yes. ding, yes. ding. <laughs> it was. Yes. It went dinging for about a good hour. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That feels so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I went down, put up my flyers, came back up, and then my things were gone. No! <laughs> what happened? You're lying to me. You're lying to me. He was there. Yeah, everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to play in Rich's, uh, Rich's base. Yeah, so. yeah, into, yeah. Into Rich's little story yeah. <laughs> about, about thieving game developers. <laughs> yeah, so I set up the game. The art game took about two hours to play. I mean, the box says 40 to 60, 70 minutes. But that is not to be trusted. I, yeah. I have yet to play a 40 or 70 minute game. Well, maybe I've played maybe close to 60 with one other player, but definitely not teaching the game. Well, and also like more players means t- typically longer turn, slower gameplay. All right. That kind of stuff. We, we so started like- with, we started with five players. I had a full table going. One of the players had to drop out like in the second round. Everything started to click a little faster than. And then we decided to play Kamisama by Colossal Games. It's not a game I owned or had ever played. When one of the other players I was at the table with started to set it up, I went over, grabbed the world famous Kubla curry. It's a chicken curry, with vegetables served over rice. Um, Heck yeah! It's it, it's a very mild curry, so it's not gonna blow. It's not gonna burn anyone's mouth. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the game was good. You're basically controlling the board, which rotates each round. And you place little temples trying to get points. Gameplay takes over three years and four seasons a year. So, like, each each round is a season. And so you're getting, like, 12 rounds, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so it's a majority. A majority is required to win the region. It's kind of like a diplomacy in that way that like if you have majority, then you've won. You've Yeah, you've won that region. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not like risk where you're rolling die to figure out if you win or lose. It's, yeah. it's uh, just did you bring enough troops to take this or didn't you? Did you mm-hmm. not? Yeah. Yeah. Solid. And then after that, I went down 
into the teen room and waited about an hour to play my cyberpunk game. So was it a cyberpunk 2020 or was it another cyberpunk game? It was cyberpunk 2020. Ooh, okay. And we were given a mission to uh, protect the CEO of the International Communications and Entertainment Corporation, a.k.a. ICE. Yes. Which was made out of a tower of sparkling ice cardboard drink holders. (laughs) So each one said ice on the side of it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And the, G- yes. the GM yeah. for this was a, he was one of the volunteers who like runs part of the teen room. And and I was like half expecting you to say Mad Mike was running the game. Yeah. With all, all the these developers, other developers that yeah. were out there. I was like, if he got to play with Mad Mike, I'm just hanging up right now. Yeah. Ma- Maximum Mike. Maximum Max Mike. Mike. Oh, sorry. Max Mike. Yeah. 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 No, okay. but no, but uh, the GM has met him and has had the cyberpunk book autographed. Oh yeah, nice. that's awesome. That's so cool. So how was the how was the game? You guys were assigned to exec protect. Yeah, we're we're assigned to protect the, the CEO, and basically we started at the bottom floor. There's this giant party going on outside, and there's a band and all sorts of things going on 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 the wow. outside. Yeah, and then we, we played with miniatures, and we had this 3D tower, and so. We started working our way up the building. Everyone but myself went in the elevator. I Ooh. I took the stairs the first level. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Elevators, not great for firefights. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not great for firefights. Uh, so basically all the characters were mercenaries. I was the youngest player <laughs> at the start of the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Even if it was a teen room, you Even, were the youngest there. <laughs> At the age of 38, I was the youngest teen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. So, but how did you find the game? Like, uh, like other than the plot and everything you guys went through, like, how was playing that role-playing game? That was a lot of fun. I mean, the first hour or so, we spent setting up our characters. The GM had pre-made stuff, but we also had to choose what equipment we wanted and... From there, I mean, within an hour or two, a teen did join our game. Nice. Did 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 anybody do the uh, full auto rules? Like anybody go like full auto with the rifle and all that kind of stuff? I, yeah, some people did. I tried to stick to three round bursts and mm-hmm. single shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Mainly for yeah, accuracy. I, <laughs> I find yeah, all right. I I find that the cyberpunk rules. If you run up against somebody who's like really stinking tough. Uh, nothing beats full auto but if it's like a bunch of guys nah you have to be doing like you were doing single shot three run burst all that kind of stuff it's it's one of those games that really rewards tactical thinking in that way well we were also in in close combat too so Mm -hmm. large Mm -hmm. assault Mm -hmm. rifles Mm -hmm. wouldn't really work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, tough frag grenades work really well Oh, God, not when they're next to you. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Watch the world burn. <laughs> Watch yourself burn. That's Watch it burn. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm glad you got to play some cyberpunk, dude. Like, that's so cool. Even even though it was my first convention, meeting people, playing, and experiencing it for the first time, it felt like I was home. If If you've never gone to a con, just make the leap. Put yourself out there and enjoy the moment. Heck, yeah. I mean, because you walked up solo, it's mm-hmm. not like you were even running with a crew. 
Yeah. And next year I'm bringing my crew. Yes. There you go. Yes. It's a completely different experience. Like yeah. you went solo, you met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When you go solo or duo, you sometimes meet more people when you're duo as well. But when you go with a crew, you're not going to meet as many people, just so right. you know, because you're going to sit down and play a game. It's going to be your crew. Nobody's going to walk up to that. Right. So it's going to be a completely different vibe, but it's fun. Oh, it's so much fun going to a, going to a con with your crew. Yeah, but if I bring out Dead of Winter with the both expansions, there'll be plenty of seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I had a great time. If you're out of town and want to come to the Bay Area and experience this con, you you might want to come the week before to get the Bay Area ex- experience and then show up to Do the a little vacationing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When you're at the con, it's you're in this four walled gaming. City. Oh yeah, you're not you're not seeing anything else. You're in yeah. a building. You're not seeing yeah. the touristy area at all. Not yeah. at all. That's one of the risks for going to a con in a destination area is that you could very easily miss out on the destination. Uh-huh. You're still paying to be there. It's still expensive to be at a destination area. Right. <laughs> you should probably spend a couple of days enjoying the Bay Area for sure. Exactly. These these types of cons have a feeling of summer camp. I mean, you're seeing new friends, making old friends. And yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how big or small a convention is, it's but or winning or losing. It's just about enjoying the moments, playing the games and having fun. I love the summer camp analogy. That's so keen. That's exactly right on point for sure. Tell me about the Facebook group. So the Facebook group I started after I had heard the fans of Gen Con on, on your podcast. Yeah, the, the episode we did on fans of Gen Con with Alec. Yes. And so I decided to uh, hop on Facebook and start up my own little fans of Kubla Con group. We are currently a hundred and... 58 members strong. Yay! Nice, dude. Very very well done. I usually try and welcome the fans. I've gotten a couple moderators, and you know, we're just talking about games, talking about the con, and planning for next year, which uh, registration will be in October for May. That's awesome. Do you have like specific rules about what topics are are appropriate or anything like kind of stuff that help you kind of keep it focused on KublaCon? Yeah, I just try and focus it on on the con or the community. So mm-hmm. it's honestly everyone's been really well at behaved and yeah, it, you know everyone's just there to share their love of uh, games and Kublacon. Yeah, and we'll put that link in below, Dave. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that link is definitely going into the show notes Sweet. for sure. That's really good, man. I'm so glad that you had, one, the opportunity to make the group and that you had such positive response from the community and and a little nod from the con makers. Like, hey, yeah, thanks for making that. That's really that's yeah. really cool to have that support. Yeah, you, he was hoping somebody would do it one day. <laughs> As He's also a member of the fans of Gen Con. Sure, yeah. I imagine that most con makers are members of fans of Gen Con and go to Gen Con. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, man, I really want somebody to do this for my con. That'd be awesome. Right. All right. Well, um, dude, Brent, thanks so much for telling us about KublaCon. And I'm so excited that you have a group for KublaCon, uh, the fans of KublaCon and all that stuff. It's it's really cool, all the stuff that you're doing. Is there... Is there kind of a way if if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or join the group, like what 
what are some ways that folks could could get in contact with you? Um, my social media handle is Lord underscore Wiki. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, the usual suspects. You can find me on the Fans of Kublicon Facebook group. Um, we'll link to all those things, folks, down in the show notes. So, so fear not, just scroll down and you'll find it. And you can find me in the Sea of Shelfies. Yes. <laughs> in the high, high Shelf Gaming group on Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love, I, I'm so glad that you uh, penned the name of the group. And, it, and it's like gotten universal adoption. Everybody's like, yeah, I'm a Shelfie. Like, it's so fun. I, <laughs> I could not have thought of that on my own. And I'm so glad that, uh, one, that you came up with it. And two, that everybody seems to really dig it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it seemed like the right fit. Like, yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously, folks. Like, <laughs> really? this, this is a pretty casual situation. That's right. That's right. We got Faja Rich. <laughs> no, it's very Faja relaxed. Faja approved. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Well, dude, uh, thanks a ton for uh, coming on the show and uh, sharing all that you have with us. We really appreciate it. All right, thank you very much, and shelfies rejoice. This huzzah, huzzah. <laughs> uh, everyone at home, as always, thanks a ton for listening. Have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. But okay, okay. So you filled up. You filled up. You got to the con early. Uh, no, no. Expand. I, th- then I went to I went to this hot dog place in uh, Albany, which is near Oakland. I fucking love hot dogs. Oh I am God. not kidding you. <laughs> that is so funny you said that. That is like one of my favorite treats to get is like custom dogs yeah so what was this place in albany i know we're going way off track no 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 i i knew as soon as he said (laughs) i got a hot dog that this was going to become the rich and brent hot dog review con like not contest show content content trust me i love a good hot dog too so